0: You're listening to the Rua Space Podcast. Hello friends, welcome to a new episode of the Rua Space Podcast. I am Phil.
1: And I'm Erin, and we're glad to have you here with us today where we explore making space for the Holy Spirit in our everyday lives. And today we're excited because this is our next installment of the What Does the Bible Say About? series, where we explore different spiritual disciplines and where they take place in Scripture, what Scripture says about living them out today, as well as a little bit of the history sometimes um, of our Christian tradition where they've been used throughout, throughout history. So today's discipline that we're talking about is service.
0: Not something you normally think about when you think of spiritual disciplines, per se, because it's not like solitude, meditation, prayer, Lectio Divina, those types of things.
1: Right. A lot of the disciplines we've talked about so far are considered inward disciplines. It's it's more private, more about you and your faith journey between you and God. Not that you can't do them with other people. Like which we'll we, do, communal, communal we meditation, do, those Right, things. when we do the communal Lectio Divina, right. and um, there's definitely cool ways you can do that. But uh, service is one of the outward disciplines because it's not primarily about you and God and your own personal faith development as much as you in your faith journey extending outward and looking at other people and engaging needs that you see.
0: But what's interesting is in the end, it ends up doing very much the same thing. It does. Because by making space for the other... You're making space for god and mm-hmm. so just like the other spiritual disciplines this is a space making opportunity where we grow in our relationship with god we grow into the people god made us to be mm-hmm. and we discover all sorts of cool stuff and nice. and i think this is one of the most important spiritual disciplines because of how it's discussed in scripture that you can hardly turn a page of scripture without quickly coming to god talking about how important justice and loving your enemies, caring for the poor, caring for the oppressed, loving others. I mean Jesus sums up the law and prophets mm-hmm. as loving God and loving others. Right. They go together.
1: Well, even I was reflecting on service and, you know, what new thing could be said about it, which really probably nothing. Someone before has said this, I'm sure. But when I was thinking about Jesus's life, it was interesting to me one of the things that stands out is there's a number of times when the Pharisees are trying to trip Jesus up, and it typically involves the Sabbath and keeping the Sabbath holy. And a number of times, Jesus chooses to heal people or serve people, which I think healing is a form of service when Jesus is doing it, over practicing the holiness of the Sabbath. And so you can even see in Jesus's life how he puts service as the ultimate way to show love to one another. There's nothing he's not willing to do in place of service and it just struck me as really profound that this this lord and savior that we are following as christians chooses to live in a way that sacrifices his free time i mean when you're putting something into your sabbath and we've had you know we did our sabbath episode and we talked about how important that day of rest is but you know when jesus saw a need he met it then and there even though it took over some of these other disciplines or aspects. And when you see that Jesus has done something so profound, and not just once, but a number of times it really serves to show the importance that that discipline should have in our lives, that this isn't something that gets mentioned once in the Bible. And then, you know, Oh, you're not feeling up to it today. Like Jesus gets it. You're fine. You know, um, no service is something really pivotal to how Jesus lived and structured his ministry. And I mean, even you think about the children, right? The children are coming and Jesus stops his disciples from turning them away and says, no, let them come to me. Right. Let the little children come to me. Um, there's he's on his way doing journeys and the woman reaches out to touch him for healing and he stops and notices her and serves her then and there there's just this encouragement amidst the disciples to go out and make disciples of others but you go out and serve them in their communities where they are and that's how you spread the gospel and we see that in the early church it just i don't know when it makes it hard To then not include service in our daily lives now, because when we see that as such a strong role model in the early church, and again, you can look at other parts of the Bible and you see service throughout, but just looking at Jesus's ministry and then the early church, it's hard to read those accounts and say, well, service doesn't matter for us today.
0: Well, it goes back (laughs) all the way to the creation. I mean, God calls creation good seven times, which is the number of completion, right? Perfection. And there's this idea that the creation was set up to be good for all people and all things. So when anyone did something, it was good for others. That's how it always was. And of course, sin entered the world, and then things aren't always as good as others, right? right. We have great injustices, great levels of oppression, terrible ways of pushing people to the margins of society. And so God throughout scripture is trying to reconcile all things together. Again, God is a community of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit who wants to be in relationship with his creation. And that means there can't be injustice because it's about love. It's about the flourishing and the thriving of all people and all things. And so always close to God's heart is love the alien, love the poor, Mm -hmm. hear the voice that no one else wants to hear, see the person that no one else will see. It, and, and it's so central to God and obviously to Jesus, because like you said, he he prioritizes life over Sabbath, mm-hmm. which is which is even how the Jewish people would have agreed. That's why he says that which one of you in a donkey falls in a pit. Right. Wouldn't go and get it. So why wouldn't we heal a person? Mm-hmm. But that's not new to Jesus. I mean, you all go all the way back to the book of uh, Amos, for example. And in chapter five, it says, I hate I despise your religious festivals. So this is God talking right? That's pretty strong language. And he says, your assemblies are a stench to me. Even though you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Though you bring choice fellowship offerings, I will have no regard for them. Away with the noise of your songs. We like to think of our singing as praising God. God enjoys it. And he's like, get away with the music. I will not listen to the music of your harps, but let justice roll on like a river. Righteousness like a never failing stream. Mm -hmm. And so there's this important point to God that says, if we are people who pray, read scripture, memorize scripture, go to church every Sunday, go to Bible study every Wednesday night, do Lectio Divina on Sunday night, right? Do all these spiritual disciplines, but we're not people of justice. He says the rest of it's just noise. That really foundational, and this is why Jesus again says the law and the prophets are summed up, love God and love others, our enemies, those that make us uncomfortable, those who are different, Mm -hmm. that justice, that equality is just central. To our relationship with god
1: so can you help our reader or our listeners out for a minute um because when we think service a lot of us think maybe make a meal for a new mom who just had a baby or um go serve a dinner at the homeless shelter um you know that's what we tend to think of as service so can you help bridge the gap real quick between injustice and service and how those are? interconnected for us?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I think it, it takes place on many different levels, right? So everything from serving your spouse, right, to giving them time to have, you know, have a break from, you know, like they're with the kids all day, to say, "Well, I know I've been at work all day, but let me give you a break." To the older couple that may live next door and saying, "Can we keep an eye on them? Can we bring them something? Can we go visit and talk to them?" To loving your enemies all the way to societal structures. Of racism and inequality, and um, very few getting rich while everyone else gets poor on the backs of certain people or slave labor. I mean, it's it, it's all the way from societal structures down to individual relationships, and I think service happens on all of those levels. And obviously, on different days, we're invited to engage it in different ways. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of and and I would, I would say that that some of the things are. Things we can do that are small and some are bigger ideas of how we live in our careers, how we spend our money, how we th- use our time. So there's there's levels of it. So you but would it's... say
1: an intentionality of decision making, maybe um, like, for example, if you find out that a company has had some practices that are involved in foul play and right. really aren't. Promoting the well-being of other human beings. Right. Then a form of service would be choosing not to engage with that company anymore. Right. Because in doing so, we're we are supporting...
0: Yeah, we're not loving God and loving others when we participate in something that's putting anyone down.
1: So you're so, so I'm trying to make like a working definition here, so yeah. that we because there's so many ways we can use the word, right? So you're you would define service then it sounds like as loving God and loving others, and and
0: yes, and and in terms of but our our actions, okay. leading to the thriving of all people, okay. So service is saying I'm going to pay attention to not just my neighbor but the person I don't see. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to pay attention to both and that can be hard, but that's, that's sort of the challenge, the the challenge. (laughs) And that's where we open up Mm -hmm. because here's the thing. It's not just about that person. It is, but also God throughout scripture identifies with that person. So the reason that serving your neighbor is is important is you think about a, a passage like Matthew 25, right? Where Jesus says, I'm going to separate the sheep from the goats And he says, I can tell the difference by, did you give food to the hungry? Did you give a drink to the thirsty? Did you clothe the naked? Did you visit? Um, And they're like, well, when did we do that? And he's like, to you. And he goes, well, anytime you did it to one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it to me. And whenever you didn't do it to one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you didn't do it to me. Mm -hmm. So God right there, because Jesus is, is God, right, is directly identifying with those on the margins, those yeah. who are struggling, those who are in difficulty. I mean, that's the whole point of the incarnation, right? right. God doesn't say I'm separate from you and I'm just going to make everything okay from heaven. God becomes flesh, dwells among us, becomes just like us, identifies with us. So Jesus is saying, yeah, when you care for them for the, for the mom and dad who just had a baby, you're not just loving them. You're actually loving God in and through them. And when you see the homeless person and engage with them, show them that someone cares when you pay attention to what you're buying so that you're being very careful of how it affects others. When you see an actual face rather than just a statistic or a random person. But when you see a face, I think when service helps starts to become a spiritual discipline is you actually see Jesus in that person. Mm -hmm. So if we want to encounter God, scripture is saying you encounter God in the other.
1: When you go out and you love on them in the way that they need, right? That is how we are serving and loving.
0: Exactly. So whether it's homelessness or whether it's your neighbor who financially is okay, but is going through a difficulty and so like like this isn't just about finances, right? Service is about the thriving of people no matter where they are it could be emotionally it could be financially it could just be it could be relationally it could be spiritually there's all these ways where we say how can i be with you in this okay which sort of leads me and, and so we're going to circle back around to that but while we're there one important thing to say about that is that we are not the savior right so when we are coming in with the other like when you see someone who has a need, it's not you saying, Well, look at me, I have all the answers, I have all the resources. Let me pull you up. Right. Because here's the thing, there's only one savior, right? <laughs> That's right. Jesus.
1: Yeah. Well, I was um what you were saying triggered something that I went had wanted to mention here, which is I think I think how we prevent that savior complex from taking over with this spiritual discipline is by being tuned in with God. Um yeah. because one thing I found is especially when it comes to service, the world is in so much need. There are so many things that need to be done to love on people and serve people and bless people. And especially nowadays with all of the media, with the social media, with the news, with, you know, um, it's very easy to become very overwhelmed and say, I don't even know what to do. And that's where what I have found to be very helpful is making sure you're tuned in with the Holy Spirit and with God, because what I found is, one, we don't always know the best solution to the needs of others. God does. And two, I have found that when I'm in a place where I'm connected with the Holy Spirit, it's out of that, that you hear those whispers and those promptings that'll urge you to go check on this particular person Mm -hmm. or to you'll keep hearing. um, Sometimes you'll hear the same concept come up a number of times. And when that happens, it kind of serves as a red flag. Like, Oh, now wait a second. This is the third time in a week I've heard about this company. I need to be paying attention. And so, um, Just that encouragement that service, it's an outward discipline, but it comes about in a meaningful way when we have a strong rooting foundation in those inward disciplines of prayer, meditation, scripture reading, because when we're in tune with God, um, when the Holy Spirit is actively indwelling us, we know that when we accept Christ, the Holy Spirit indwells us, but we can also be hard hearted people and and kind of close off from that connection the Bible makes it clear that people have been known to do that Um, and God being a God of grace and mercy waits patiently for us to to listen to him again so uh, but being in tune with the Holy Spirit with what's going on can help guide you and give you a direction because one of the other things we've seen is that people are called to serve in different ways uh you are not to be the savior to fix everybody's problems everywhere uh it's not physically possible for you And um, but there are passion projects that when you're tuned in um will not only bring life to those you're serving but bring life to you because it's connecting and making you a more holistic person on who god has made you to be
0: Right. And I, and I think part of what you're getting at too is, and, and this is something we mentioned with many spiritual disciplines, and I talk about it a lot in our meditation episodes, is it connects you to God and it connects you to yourself. Mm-hmm. And that connecting to self-peace is really important because you get to know your own story. Mm-hmm. And I think what's dangerous is when we don't know our own story, we can end up harming people we're trying to serve. Right, We can end up doing it in the wrong way because that's coming from us. See, again, this the idea of it as being a spiritual discipline is we're joining the Holy Spirit and what the Spirit's all Already doing right. it's not us doing it it's us opening ourselves to the spirit to do it through us because the spirit knows what the others need right I mean this is Jesus when he teaches about prayer he says the father already knows what you need before you ask him we are opening ourselves to say how can I be a conduit of your love then right. it's not about me being better than you colonizing you, right? Like you're the savage who needs to learn my ways, right? I'm smarter and better. I've got all the money. You've got nothing. Let me pull you up. No, it's more of just being open to the spirit's movement, which then means being connected to God, being connected to your own
1: story. And I think one key thing too, that being tuned in with the Holy Spirit does is that trumps the feelings you might have about your call to service. Um, our culture is very comfortable with going with what you feel like. So if you feel like you need some self care, go do that. Now I'm an advocate of self care. I'm not saying don't take care of yourself, but um, you see where I'm going with this. There's there's so many times where we say, "Well, I, you know, I don't feel like doing that right now." Well, I don't feel like this. Well, you know, I'll when I feel up to it. And um, service, you know, when you've got the promptings of the Holy Spirit, that's going to trump your feelings about it. That's you know, wisdom,
0: right? That's emotional intelligence. That's understanding mm-hmm. those feelings mm-hmm. and having them being rooted in God.
1: Well, and I think it keeps you from being so self-righteous about it because yeah. it's out of humility that you recognize, right? I'm really not the person who's complete here who's able to do this. It's very humbling because you realize, I see a need. I have the means to help meet it, even though it might not be... most exciting way to spend your afternoon or what you most intended to do with that hour of your day
0: right and well i've been reading this book uh called paul a biography by nt wright i highly recommend it and one of the things that i mean you can even just read paul to see this is he constantly puts the boast on christ Mm -hmm. that it's not because of him he's like actually he counts all the things he has as a loss for christ so There's that recognition of, no, this is all about God. This is about loving God and loving others, not about boosting myself, not about making myself seem so great because again we can do things with the wrong motive this is why Jesus says when you're going to do charity like giving he says do it so your right hand doesn't know what your left hand is doing because then it's not about you being seen and it doesn't mean you, you'll you never be seen mm-hmm. but it's you're not doing it with the motive of being seen or with the motive of being the one who's so great it's about turning all the glory over to God mm-hmm. and I mean and so this is, this is why service can be everything from moving to a foreign country for the rest of your life to serve a population and be among a population and ultimately you'll discover probably be served even more by those people or it could mean like we said in the very beginning paying attention to your neighbor who just needs someone to talk to and loving your spouse mm-hmm. while well, loving people at work who is it that sits by themselves at lunch at work who are the neighbor the elderly neighbor who you see walking mm-hmm. around the neighborhood who has no family mm-hmm. right it's having an open eye and this is why when we meditate when we pray when we dive into scripture and we open to the holy spirit it gives us eyes to see and ears to hear mm-hmm. jesus saw zacchaeus in the tree when he was trying to hide he heard the voices of people crying out for help and he heard why because he was in tuned with the spirit's movement and so service is really an invitation to experience god in the other mm-hmm. and through the other to serve god in the other and to serve the other and to serve the others. So yeah. it's a spiritual discipline because again it's making space. It's making right. space in your life to get deeper in touch with the spirit. Because God cares about everyone. God wants everyone to thrive. Mm-hmm. And we are invited to join God in that work. So when we do so, of course we're gonna experience God. And it's a spiritual discipline then that's gonna get us more intimate with God, more intimate with our own story, and become the people God made us to be. So service. Two thumbs up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's worth doing, you know. And it's um, that opportunity to love on other people. I think is great practice for us because you're you're able to extend the grace and mercy that God has extended you, and it's right. very humbling because um, who who is it who says, "But for the grace of God walks I." I think it was Mother Teresa. She, um, might have to fast check me here. I think it was mother <laughs> Teresa, um, who would say, but for the grace of God goes, I, you know, when you see somebody who's in need of an act of service, um, it could be us. There's, there's, we are all so similar in so many ways as people that there's very fine lines between what makes or breaks a person, um, What has someone having a good day versus a bad day? Um, And it can be such simple little things that really make a world of a difference to a person. You know, uh, giving them a flower that you cut from your garden. Like it doesn't, these don't have to be big things. Um, To serve doesn't require you to have a ton of money. It doesn't require you to have a ton of time. Because the truth is that God has ways he can use you. And he knows your limits. He knows what you are able to serve with. And so he's going to call and put calls on your heart to serve in ways that are in line and in tune with you, with where you are, with what you're able to um, to do. And it will stretch you. Um, service isn't always comfortable. Sometimes there's a lot of discomfort in saying, I'm here to help, but I'm not really sure how or what I'm doing. Um, but a lot of times... I found other people also are just desperate for somebody to show up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Being a pair of ears to hear someone else's voice, Mm -hmm. to see their face, to learn their name. That Mm -hmm. can be an amazing blessing. Um, And so I think the invitation, brothers and sisters, is to religion that our father accepts as pure and faultless as this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world, from James chapter one. An invitation to love God, love others, to entertain angels, as they say, right? How often throughout scripture someone served someone just to find out that it was God or, you know, like Abraham with the three right. visitors. Um, and so there's this amazing invitation to make space in your life for the other in big ways and small ways today. Not to put it off to tomorrow. But to literally start today and say, how can I see someone I didn't see before? Mm -hmm. How can I hear someone I didn't hear before? And what is the spirits prompting for me to engage them and love them? And by so doing, experience Jesus and grow in your faith and grow into the joy that God created you for. So brothers and sisters, we pray that you will experience the joy, the peace, the love that comes from serving and from being served, from experiencing God, from seeing Jesus in and through others and becoming the person God created you to be. So go and serve and we will see you next time. Grace and peace be with you.